You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. God bless football, Billy. God bless football, Sue Gods. Oh, we made it. Yeah, we well, one of us did. <laughs> what happened? What's wrong? Well, you know what happened. You are glowing this morning. You are beaming. You are radiant. Uh, why don't you tell the audience what happened? Because I am furious with you right now. <laughs> why are you mad at me? I didn't do anything. So well, I, I, all right. we had a we had a situation where. I had the Packers last night in the bucket of death, uh, and I, I looked like I was going to be done, uh, and I was not happy about it. And I was like, this is the absolute worst way to head into the weekend, knowing that I've already lost. But now it's the best way headed into the weekend because I won. So now I do not need to stress Sunday at all. However, Stugatz, I found out today, was not as fortunate. I wasn't. I had Arizona. Uh, mm. I am furious. I am furious with Kyler Murray. I am even more furious with AJ Green for not turning around and realizing. What was that? that? Kyle, I don't know. I mean, how how do you have a? You're an undefeated team that has a miscommunication on your biggest play of the season, where Kyler Murray is, and it was a great, not a good, a great game plan by Matt Lafleur. When you have your top three receivers out to try to keep Kyler Murray and that offense off the field, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, but for Kyler Murray and A.J. Green, biggest play of the season, with me having their helmet in the bucket of death, uh, to have a miscommunication where I thought I was going to win, you were going to lose, uh, I am deeply, deeply hurt and saddened today <laughs> into the weekend. This is the worst way to head into a weekend knowing you've all, uh, you've already lost at the grid of death. I hate it. I hate the entire thing. I'm so tempted all to this. say they should have kicked the field goal to go to overtime just to see how many people <laughs> get mad. <laughs> Extend the game. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. By the way, Stugatz, two Thursdays yes. in a row that we had like yeah. a star be bored 
Rasul Douglas, do you know his story? He made the interception to end the game. He was on yeah. Arizona's practice squad until earlier this month, and then the Packers yeah. signed him, and he ended their yes. undefeated season now. I know. Isn't that awesome? So what a great. great story. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, you're on one team's practice squad. You go to the other team. You're playing against them. And then, you, yeah, <laughs> not only that, they were undefeated. I mean, and yeah. so he took, he took that away from them. That was a... Uh, that was a very cool moment that Aaron Rodgers acknowledged in the uh, in the post-game press conference after the game. It was very cool. God bless football, Steve Gantz. Well, listen, that went against all our tanking bullshit with Aaron Rodgers. No, no, <laughs> He was no. trying to. Actually, he didn't get – Aaron Rodgers will finish that game off 100 out of 100 times when he's not trying to tank. Okay? Well, no, Stu Gantz, remember, it was a pelt game. Oh, that's right. It was a pelt game. No, but listen, I want you to hear me out. Okay. When he needs a touchdown to finish the game, so Kyler Murray and A.J. Green can't even make that mistake, mm -hmm. and he's a yard away, he gets it 100 out of 100 times. I think secretly Aaron wanted to lose that game last night. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think yesterday's the game that he says, you know what? This is where I prove my worth. This is where I show the Packers what they're going to miss next season. Right. Or what you said. He tried to what? lose and then he couldn't lose. What are they going to miss? A guy who can't get it in from the one when you're trying to end the game? I mean, Jordan Love would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you think that while Aaron Rodgers is out there and he was praising Rasul Douglas for having the best moment of his career, he was secretly really upset with him. And he was upset with A.J. Green. Billy, I am taking shots in all directions this morning. I am furious at Kyler Murray, mm. and I'm taking it out on, on Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, anyone in my line of sight, okay? They're going to feel my wrath today. I'm upset. Billy, how do I get out of this? You're the commissioner. What can Ooh. I do? <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean? There's a way out? <laughs> of your punishment? Your ooh made it seem like there was a way out of, like, and perhaps you let it slide, you know? I don't know. My ooh yeah. is more so, you know, if you're not feeling great, you want to do something fun, dkng.co slash Levitard. Daily fantasies to gods this ah, week. Yeah. You know what? 10-day nice. Tony finished 12th place last week in our league. Can you believe that? Did he really? Yeah. Wow. And I think Witty won money also. Wow. How about that? Everybody's better at this. Tony. Yeah. Right. Ooh, 12th place <laughs> Tony is good. That's what we should call him from now on. Yeah, I finish in like the 800s again. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what you, you are consistently in the 800s, I feel like. Except the one that one week in the 200. I have a new strategy for this week, though. I can't tell everybody what it is because this is the week I'm telling you. Okay. This is the week. You know what? Bold prediction. I just saw bold prediction on the screen of Get Up. Here's my bold prediction. I'm going to win this week. Boom. First place. Really? I just you want to know how seriously I'm taking it, Billy? You don't even know I could probably screen. share my lineup with you. No, don't do that. Come on. No, I want to win. I want to win by myself. If we share a lineup, think, we're going to tie. No, no, no. I was going to tell you like who I took this week, just you know, just so you know, I'm taking it seriously. No, but I won't okay. do that. No, no don't do that. No. Then people will, will copy your lineup. I'm telling you. And I have a suspicion. And later we can talk to Chris. I have a suspicion that Gronk might play this week, and that I can get him for pretty cheap. So we'll see what it is that Chris ah. says. Yeah, insider right. info. We have a very fun episode of uh, God Bless Football coming up. Of course, we'll have Golik on. Of course, we'll have Chris Sims on. Of course, we'll have Mojo on. Of course, we'll have Chris Kronkowski on. It goes without saying that we'll have Jabba Chamberlain uh, on. 
uh, uh, we're going to have the fan who caught the touchdown pass, not just a touchdown pass. Mike Evans caught the 600 touchdown pass from Tom Brady, and he handed it to a fan. Byron Kennedy is his name. He is going to join us. I maintain that Byron Kennedy was pressured. He was manhandled by the Buccaneers and Tom Brady's crew. <laughs> manhandled. Give, that's perhaps a bit too strong. Um, and he was forced to give a ball back that he did not want to give back. He got a couple of season tickets from signed merchandise. That man should have a half million dollars in his pocket. He does it. Mm. And I'm going to talk to him about it. And I'm going to try to help get him a half million dollars. But we're also going to bring Mojo in because you told me Mojo did a very nice thing uh, for this fan. So we're going to find out what that thing is that Mojo, of course, Mojo's everywhere. Yeah. Mojo swooped in and he did a super nice thing for this fan because he too realized that this fan was manhandled by Brady's people. Yeah. <laughs> is that exactly what happened? That's exactly what happened. Should we talk to him? <laughs> God bless football. Let's talk to Mojo and the fan. Big week for you, huh? This has been the craziest thing ever. Has it really? Oh, yeah. I, I never thought anything like this was going to happen. So you're at the game, and Mike Evans catches a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. Yep. And he hands you, Byron Kennedy, the football. Did you know the significance of the ball that Mike Evans was handing you? Did you know that it was a record-breaking football? Right that second, no, I didn't. I knew it was happening at some point that game, but I didn't really realize as that he was handing it to me that that was actually the 600 touchdown. Okay, so what, I was just right. hyped that I was getting a ball from him. How long did it take you to realize that you had something that was very, very valuable to Brady, the Buccaneer organization, to people? Really only like a couple of minutes. Um, I don't know if it popped up on the big screen and I saw it. I don't know if... I just kind of realized that that was a touchdown. I don't know if I heard it over the speaker or what, but um, at some point pretty quickly after I got the ball, I realized. So what did they say when they came up to you? They were just like, hey, you know, no big deal. We kind of would like that ball back maybe. It's totally worthless. Don't worry. Just trust us. Give us that ball. Right. Um, not quite. He was basically just saying, like, can we have that ball back, please? Like, we need that ball. And I told him no quite a few times. Mm. Like, I want that. I've never gotten the ball before. Like, sure. I want this. Right. I want to take this thing home. And we kind of kept going back and forth. He's basically saying Tom Brady wants this ball. So I ended up ended up coughing it up. So when you get it, you're thinking best case scenario. Oh, my God, I caught a Mike Evans touchdown. Maybe Mike Evans can sign this ball, which would have just totally probably devalued the ball if Mike Evans signed it. No offense <laughs> to Mike Evans. No, it would have. It's a total offense to Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping I can. So they re, uh, replace the ball, and I'm hoping I can take that ball back and get Tom and Mike Evans to both sign that at least because that's the only thing I have that isn't going to have a signature on it now. Did you feel pressured at all by the bucket? I'm here to help. I just want to be clear, yeah. okay? And I'm a man that can help you okay what are you gonna do uh, listen i have friends who are firmly entrenched inside the buccaneers organization okay um i did <laughs> so i am wondering did you feel pressured confused rushed to make a decision were they giving you all the details on the significance of the value of the ball like it's just coming up to you and saying tom brady wants his back I understand why you would just hand it back. Tom wants something. Tom gets it. Mm. Did yeah. you feel rushed? Did you feel confused? Did you feel like you weren't getting the like all the details from the Bucks? 
No, I mean, they didn't tell me it was going to be worth $500,000, um, <laughs> but no, I didn't feel pressured or anything. Like I, I felt like I absolutely could have said no. Um, the guy who came up was real nice, basically saying like, we'll get you signed jerseys, this and that, like, we'll do something for you. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. I understand why Tom wants this ball. Like, he's the right. only person who's ever thrown 600 touchdowns. That's a little bit of a milestone. Sure. Uh, but they should understand why you wanted more than what you got. I mm. mean, right. I mean, they. Like, I pretty much gave it to them on good faith. Like I didn't really ask for much in return at all. Yeah. Big mistake. Trusting people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially your favorite team. Uh, Byron Kennedy with us. He is the fan that received the 600th touchdown pass from Tom Brady. He received it from Mike, Mike Evans, received it. Mike Evans then walked over and handed it. Uh, to Byron Kennedy, and he is with us right now. Did anyone come up to you after you gave the ball back and be like, Byron, are you out of your mind? That thing's worth a lot of money. So everyone's saying it's worth a lot of money, but I was never going to sell it. Like if I took that Um, ball home, I was putting it in a display case and keeping it in my room. That thing wasn't going anywhere. Um, It was either it's either mine or Tom's. Well, Um, but at the time you didn't know what it was. Wait, But Byron, if someone tells you, hey, when you get home and you put it in a nice place in the house and I understand that, like it's it's a huge thing to have. It's it's an amazing thing to have. It's an amazing piece of memorabilia, which is why it's so valuable. So I'm saying once you put it in your home and then someone calls you and they tell you it's six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Are you certain you're still holding on to it? I mean, not certain, but I, I'd like to think I would still keep it. I feel like the only person in this whole thing that did the right thing was Mojo. And Mojo has absolutely yep. nothing to yep. do with this story, but yep. somehow involved himself yeah. in this story and is the only one that did the right thing. Mojo, where did, like, like help Byron out? I know you are, right? You're the only one helping him out. But uh, what do you do? What do you do in that situation, Mojo, if Mike Evans hands you that ball? What are you doing? Man, you know, I've thought about this a lot because, you know, we've been talking about this on uh, TMZ every day, and I think I would have done the same thing you did, Byron. Like, how do you take that ball and just walk away with it? I mean, one, I would be a little concerned for my safety getting out of that stadium with the ball. I mean, everybody knows what it was, but now you talk about the media reception that you're going to get. Everybody would have just buried the mess out of you i mean you would have been on wanted signs everywhere i mean (laughs) there would have been no ifs ands or buts about it but you know there being a fan like i don't know i feel like i would have done the exact same thing i think uh brady might have established a little bit of a precedence here by inferring that maybe you should have held on to the ball Mm -hmm. as leverage Yep. That sure. might have put everybody in a difficult spot going forward. But yeah, man, we were talking about this on TMZ and, uh, you know, I saw what the offer was and how much you got. And I was just thinking to myself, this isn't enough. Somebody's got to up the ante. Like, I, I think we were doing some cool things at the time. And yeah, we wanted to throw a little more your way, man, for being a good dude. Yeah, you're the man. I so appreciate that so much. Go ahead. Tell the audience what it is you did for Byron. So they they made you your offer, and we saw that Brady was going to give you a Bitcoin, you know, which is around, what, 62, 63? I don't know what it's sitting at currently. And, you know, that certainly helps. I mean, Bitcoin's the, the talk of the town. Hopefully it keeps climbing and doesn't uh, drop down, and now your 60's worth 20 or 30. We no, Joe. We don't want that. <laughs> but we were, we were talking about it. It was like, oh, man, that's cool because – 
you know, Rob's teammates with Brady. Brady's the one who got the ball back, of course. Me and Rob partnered up with a new cryptocurrency, Beyond Protocol, which has been booming and doing some some awesome things. So we just kind of hopped on the bandwagon here. I was saying on TMZ that what you got wasn't enough. Somebody needed to do more. We had a plug. We made some calls. And, yeah, man, we made it happen. I mean, 69 is my favorite number. So, you know, we had to go with 690 tokens because I'm a giant child and put that signature on everything we do. So, yeah, we had to bring you into the BP family, bro. This is it was just it was a good move for everybody. And, no, you know, nobody prompted us to do it. No one asked us to do it. But then again, nobody asked you to, you know, you didn't have to give the ball back. He's, you know, you could have held on to it. You did a yeah. good thing that you didn't have to do. So we did a good thing we didn't have to do. Attaboy, Mojo. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I've been in cryptocurrency for basically since the beginning of this year. So I've read a little bit about Beyond Protocol. So this is really exciting. And they throw really good parties, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Byron, you should see the toilets at these parties. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so uh, besides what Mojo and Gronk did for you, which is, Mojo, that's a great job out of you, what did you end up settling on for the Brady ball? So the Bucks reach out to me. They're going to get me two signed Brady jerseys. Right. Um, one for me, one for the buddy who had the season tickets who I went with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a signed Brady helmet, uh, Mike Evans signed jersey, Mike Evans signed cleats. Right. And then two season tickets to the rest of this season and the rest of the next season. Do you feel like coming back and telling them maybe, hey, ditch the Mike Evans stuff, just more Brady stuff? Yeah. More Brady stuff. <laughs> I mean, Mike Evans is the one who made all this stuff happen. So that's true. <laughs> he's, yes. I've got his jersey already. This is, He's like one of my favorite players. He's fucking awesome. So Did you say great. the gift card? It's nice, but the official team is kind yes. of expensive. Right. You know, let's maybe up at a thousand dollars. I can get like two hats there. <laughs> I got yeah, I got a couple hats, a couple shirts. Uh, I'm probably going to go back and get a custom jersey that says 600 on the back. Ooh, that a boy. So I want to tell you that Brady is sitting at home cackling like he got away with murder. Mm-hmm. Here. Right? He really did. All right. And the balls on him, by the way, to right. then say, you know what? He should have held on to it longer. Get out of here, Tom Brady. He did you a solid. He gave you the ball for next to nothing. And so then you're mocking him. This is just my opinion of what I think. Brady. First off, for me, okay. I am demanding $100,000 face-to-face meeting with Tom Brady if mm. they give me that ball. I don't care if everyone in Tampa hates me. I really don't, okay? Uh, <laughs> but I would expect, and Mojo, tell me if you agree. Because, Mojo, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Byron yeah. here. I mean, yeah. it's Mike Absolutely. Evans' mistake. He didn't do anything wrong. He paid his way into the game. He's a big Bucks fan. He's sitting there. He's going about his day. He's enjoying the game. And this monumental ball lands in his lap. Mm. And Tom Brady is a man who has everything. And he should be sitting at home and sa- at Derek Jeter's home and saying to himself, hey, you know what? Byron didn't get nearly enough. I'm going to throw in a million dollars. That's what he should do. <laughs> what? No, that, uh, Mojo, do you agree? At least a half million. Let's start there. Man, that's a big amount. <laughs> the ball's worth $600,000. So why would he give a million? That, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's a nice they, guy, Byron. There's a question I have. For the signed stuff that you got, if you sold those, what mm, does that come out to? Exactly. Nowhere near, of course, but there, there might be some value in those. I don't yeah. know. I just can't. I, the thing I keep coming back to is I look at this as a true test of character for you. Mm-hmm. Eat of the moment, without thinking about it, you have just a golden egg dropped in your lap. What do you do? How does your personal character and integrity handle the situation? And it was 
more or less a no-brainer for me. I mean, there's no financial component to that, but just kind of the the pat on the back, kind of the sense of um, self-esteem, mental worth that goes in the fact that you know that when faced with difficult decisions, you're always going to be a quality human being mm. at the end of it. I think there's tremendous value in that. I mean, for real, the world needs more people like you, buddy. That's yeah. for sure. And less, less people like Tom Brady, who, by the way, found <laughs> that same situation, took advantage. And how are you going to feel, Byron, if we find out a couple years down the road, hey, Tom Brady sells this ball? How would that make you if feel? He, if he sells it, I'm going to be pissed. There yeah, you go. There you <laughs> go. If he though. does sell it, we need to broker you in for like mm-hmm. 10, 20% at least of what goes down, you know? So Byron, yeah, that's that all like a good deal. Yeah. That's all we're I saying. See, I see this ball going yeah. straight from Tom Brady's house to the football hall of fame. I don't okay. see that. Ever mm, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But that's what we're saying. Like you, uh, Mojo, you just summed that up perfectly. Byron is a good human being. He is a great, dare I say, great human being. The best. I'm not certain if he was pressured or put in a bad spot by the Buccaneers or not and just did what he had to do just to get everyone off his goddamn back. But (laughs) you are a good man, sir. And because you're a good man, you should be rewarded for being a good man. And so that's why I'm starting at a million dollars. Maybe the ball's worth a half million, 600,000. But when put in the moment, okay, to make a decision, you made the right decision, not by you and your family, by Tom Brady and his family. And he and his family have enough. Yeah. You need more. And Brady should recognize that. And I'm going to pressure him. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to. Uh, and Brady should come through for you with at least a half million to a million dollars. That's fair. I thought that he should put four generations of your family through college. Byron, are you okay <laughs> if I'm speaking on your behalf? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to. Okay, well, good. I'm not going to talk to you. I don't your agent, man. What a bitch. <laughs> Do you, I, I hope you're not living with any sort of regret right now, are you? Oh no, no, I'm okay, not. Good. Someone asked me uh, if, I, if I thought it was a good deal, if you take all the motions and stuff out of it. And obviously, monetarily, it's not a good trade, but that you can't take all the emotions and all that stuff out of it. Like that was a crazy experience for me. I was just so stoked to be a part of that. So the fact that I got all this compensation plus begin to be a part of that, I'm, I'm happy with it so far. If this ball does go straight to the hall of fame, they need to put a picture of you Mm -hmm. giving the ball back right next to the ball and just immortalize you forever. You know, that'd be a pretty cool thing too. They should make your head into a bus for the hall of fame. You should have a bus. Yes. That's why why I wish you took a step back just for a second. Say, listen, I have every intention of giving Tom this ball back, giving the box this ball back. I need to think about what I want. Get me into the Hall of Fame. Get me into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) I I feel like it was an in-the-moment thing that you did the right thing, okay? (laughs) You did the honorable thing. But I think even you would admit that if you had some time just to step back, maybe an hour after the game, perhaps you would have approached this differently. Maybe. Is your friend that took you to the game pissed because you got all of this using his ticket? I think he's just as excited as I am. I got him a bunch of stuff from the team store using that gift card. I'm getting him one of those Tom Brady signed jerseys. So I think he's just as excited. I give him the Mike Evans one and keep the two Tom Brady. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) What am I going to do with two Tom Brady jerseys? Uh, Sell one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, you don't need to to sell one. Mojo, you have done more than enough. Uh, You're a saint. And I know Byron appreciates it. We appreciate it. 
But because of your relationship with the Gronkowski family, you're you're part of the family. Uh, perhaps Rob signs a jersey, maybe talks to Tommy a little bit, and yeah, do the right thing here, Tom. Like like something. I maybe we get some Gronk merch thrown into this deal or what? I think we can make that happen. I was already thinking that. I didn't want to say it out loud and speak for you know things I can't control. But yeah, Rob's I want the a credit, great dude. He loves doing stuff like that. He was all excited about. Uh, throwing some beyond protocol coins your way. So uh, I'm sure that's not a tall ask at all. All right. Yeah, I have Gronk on my fantasy you, team too. We got to keep this going. Wait, Byron, what do you have? You have Gronk on your fantasy team? Yeah, my team name's Gronk if you're horny. Wow, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Gronk if you're horny. All right, so maybe with no, you know, no promises here, perhaps we'll get Gronk to throw in a thing or two, have a conversation with Tom Brady. Mojo, while you're at it, feel free to send me a Gronk jersey, okay? <laughs> I mean, gotcha. yeah. We still got to work on getting him on the yes. show to come party with us. I got to make up for feeding all your listeners these awful picks I've been making. Nah, you've been great. Weeks. Byron, has, has Brady, uh, I'm guessing the answer is no here. You would have told us. Has Brady reached out to you? Not personally, no. But mm. people from his management team have to send over the Bitcoin and stuff like that. But That's not personally. Cool. Um, I feel like you should, you know? A little personal thank you, maybe, yeah. perhaps? Yeah. I maybe mean, he did say my Bitcoin. name on national television. Right. Yeah. Sell the Bitcoin, buy more Beyond Protocol What do you think coin? Brady would have done to Mike Evans if you didn't give the ball back? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing. It's, he said, well, maybe I'm just going to accidentally not throw you any more touchdowns for the rest of the So So that's how you have to couch it. I did it more for Mike Evans and the team than I, exactly. I did. You're a team player, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> just helping Mike. Byron, are you single, bro? Are you married? What's your, what's your deal here? Because uh, I mean, you could be I'm really engaged. using this. He's engaged. I'm engaged right now. Yeah. I got oh, another missed opportunity. Are we sure she's the one? Is she upset? I mean, or he no, upset? No, oh, but she's good. definitely the one. I'm just imagining the <laughs> wedding that you could have had if you would have gotten the ball and sold it. Oh my God. Oh, Don't put this in his head, man. Don't make him say he himself. He's going to be kicking himself later. Don't tell him that. I mean, you should show. I don't know how much you spent on your wife's engagement ring, your wife-to-be, but you should show her what one that cost $150,000 looks like. <laughs> should have put that ball or in the ring. Or he could have bought another crystal toilet, like at that house party. Mm -hmm. No, but you know what? I think, Byron, in all seriousness, I think you did the right – well, I don't, but – I think this is going to work out well for you. I do. I think Mojo is is exact. I could see endorsements coming out of this. I could see a relationship with Brady coming out of this. I could see Gronk jerseys coming out of this. I think you did the right thing. I did because you're a nice man. I'm not. Okay, that's true. So I always tell people do exactly what it is that I wouldn't do, and you did, and that makes you a good man. I'm proud of you, Brian. Thank you. It means a lot. You got no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations on the engagement, man. Good luck. Congratulations on all of it. Seriously, it's uh, it's a very cool time in your life, and so uh, we're super yeah, happy for it, you. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. This is my pledge to you. Okay, and I'll let you go. I know you got to get back to work. I am going to work as hard as I can to help you get what you rightly deserve. Okay, I'm not guaranteeing it. <laughs> But I am you going just said nothing. Uh, no, I have. I, listen, again, I have people firmly entrenched inside that Buccaneers organization. I'm going to have the, my people talk to Tom's people and perhaps <laughs> Tom people. They'll talk to you and they'll up the ante. OK, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Dude, it's a man of the people, baby. Thank you. I will not embarrass you. I promise you what I will try to do is get you an extra half million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Byron. are the best. All right. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it, man. 
Yep. Have a great day. Yeah. Did you really give him 69 coins? 690 coins. Uh, beyond protocol coins was about 31,000. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Listen, Chris, I mean, I'll remind you that he left a half million dollars on the table. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, but think about it, man. Like, that guy would have went down in history as, like, the most hated guy ever if he didn't give it back. Yeah. People have been donating to him. Uh, I mean, he's everywhere now, man. He's a superstar now. Java, if someone hands you Tom Brady 600 touchdown pass, okay? Mike Evans, he catches the ball. He hands it to Jabba Chamberlain. And then the Bucks start applying all this pressure because Brady wants the ball back. What is Jabba Chamberlain doing in that spot? Calling my lawyer immediately. Wow. <laughs> my negotiating skills would have been a lot better. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, you want to give it to him. But, I mean, it's a cool moment, and you got to take advantage of it if you can. And if you can get the opportunity to kind of sway some stuff your way, then, yeah, definitely. I'm negotiating a little bit more. I mean, obviously, it's coming tenfold to him for him being the good guy or whatever. But, yeah, he, he'll turn out okay. I think he'll be fine. But long-term mojo, the Beyond Protocol, can be worth so much more than that. Yeah, man. I think the price at the tokens is uh, usually fluctuating around 40 bucks a token. And we got in on this thing before the launch. I think we were expecting it to launch somewhere between like $1 and $10, and it hit 40 already. So we're all sitting, sitting pretty good on this one. Yeah. So that's why we we're hoping it'll be uh, even bigger because it's brand new. So, hey. Our goal was to make sure that our uh, gift was way better than Brady's. So, <laughs> Chris, did you get in on this? Yeah, I'm waiting, man. So I know Rob's got a bunch. Mojo's got a bunch. <laughs> I I'm waiting for my account to, you know, ding. While we're at it, I'm waiting for a ping in my <laughs> account. Yeah. No. <laughs> ping it all around, baby. Job. I'll what start happened? with the chain, though, first, Mojo. I'll start with one of those chains first. We can start there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jabba, what happened to BJ Upton? I mean, we'll get to him next week. That's fine. But what happened? We can't find him? I mean, he's harder to get a hold of than the president. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, any which way, phone number, Instagram. I mean, it's sad to say you're trying to slide into one of your boys' DMs and you get crickets. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll keep trying. Hey, that's like Papa Gronk, man. Can't even get a phone call anymore. It's unbelievable, <laughs> man. <laughs> he hasn't called you since you started doing this. <laughs> Your own dad cuts you off. Wait, so this is interesting because, Chris, if Mike Evans hands you that ball, you're just handing it right to Tom? Like, that's it? Like, I don't know. Big, I, I feel like Big G, even being close to Brady, your brother being close to Brady, like Big G is not letting you get away with that. There's a half million dollars oh, in your hand, man. No, my, my dad's the ultimate negotiator. So he would have had like, you know, lifetime suite tickets. I, I mean, he would have had everything. <laughs> he would make sure that that what he got in return was equal to the value of the ball or right. double because, you know, his four sons played in the NFL. So he lets everyone know that as well. Mm. Wait, so with that in mind, if Rob catches that pass instead of Mike Evans, Rob doesn't hand it to any fan. Rob is holding on to that thing for dear life, right? Man, I, I think the team would take it from you. I think that's just part of the deal as a player. I, I don't think they would allow anyone to keep that. Well, what if Rob catches it, runs over, hands it to Big G in the stands? Then there's yeah. nothing they can do. Nothing. That that would my dad probably would have pre-planned that. That would have been pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, Mojo, but you're such a kind man. So I'm wondering what happens if you get the ball, Mojo? What happens? I think if I uh if I get the ball, I tell Tom Brady, you want this ball, you can come get it inside a steel cage, man. Mojo versus Brady, you want the ball? Come take 
totally with Jabba, though. I'm either lawyering up or it's $100,000 just to get a face-to-face meeting with me, okay? That's oh, it. 100%. Like, you have no desire for a lifetime season. T- you don't want that. You want money. No. And everybody was complaining. It's like, oh, but the tax reasons, if he gets this, who gives a shit? He's got 500000 <laughs> I like this Tom- match better, man. If yeah. you could Tom in a steel cage match, that would be worth Chris. way more. Yeah, you make so much money off pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, way more. For sure. I do feel bad for the guy, Mojo. Like, I sensed when we were talking to him, I sensed you did a very nice thing. But this is a man who was about to get married. I sensed he was pressured a bit by the Buccaneers and the fan base. uh, And I sensed some remorse and some regret. Did you feel the same thing? (laughs) I did detect some undertones, but I kept trying to think about it from his perspective. If you're... Like, we were saying what we would do, but if you're there, heat of the moment, and the cameras are on, and you're feeling the stadium, and you got the team and the representatives, it's, I don't know, that just makes it so much more difficult. You might regret it or feel guilty a bit later, but at least <laughs> he knows he did a good deed. I, I mean, I'm sure when he goes to pay his rent or he's looking at his his wife's rock or the wedding coming up and the bills are starting to stack. He's just like, son of a bitch. You know, like I really screwed up here, but right. you're I, a good friend though, Mojo. Cause you didn't tell him any of that stuff. When you talk to him, you're just like, nah, <laughs> you're good. You're a really good guy. <laughs> I didn't want to say any of that. Job, wife, you blew it. You idiot. <laughs> All right. We're going to get the games in a second, but quickly, uh, Chris, I am dying to know, like, what did Halloween look like when you were kids? in the Gronkowski family. How did Big G set it up? We were the family that, like, we all had to get more candy than your other brother, right? Yeah. So we would have, like, the huge pillowcase. We'd fill that thing up to the very top by the end of it. But, um, yeah, we'd always do something real stupid during Halloween, too. Uh, So always have to have, like, the the whipped cream out or the the shaving cream, and you'd always have to pie someone with it at some point during the night as well. But it was all about, for us, it was about getting the most candy possible. That was it. (laughs) And come back, and then you steal all your brother's candy throughout the year, too. Right. Now, it was like Big G, like keeping count? Like when you got home, was he counting the candy to see who the winner was? Yeah, you steal all the good candy out. Of course he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you guys, we're going to pick games, okay? What was last week's records? Uh, last week. Now, let, we no, had, hey, hey, it's okay. Let's just move on. No, 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 no. That's last week. That's last week. And I'll, I'll look at look at Java yeah. and Mojo getting all yeah. the That's last week. Uh, no, we no, don't no, have no. time for this today. No, listen. <laughs> Mojo went one and four. Gronk went Damn three it. and two. Java went two and three. Now, Gronk, before you celebrate too much, I went six and zero. Oh, okay, just so you did know. you? Wow. Yes, I did. Yeah, Billy hey. will verify that for me. What's your record on the year, though? Uh, six and twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start with the games. We'll go out. Uh, we'll go Mojo first. Steelers Great. at Browns. Browns are minus three and a half. Let's go Steelers, baby. Let's go to Jabba. I think Baker's going to ball out. He's going to come out surprising people. So I'm going to take the Browns. Okay, and Chris. Hey, are their running backs back yet? Are they still both hurt? Uh, Nick Chubb. Mm. Uh, I think Hunt's going to play. I'm not certain about Nick Chubb. Chubb, Chubb has been practicing. He's been practicing. So they might not have Baker Mayfield, and they're both their running backs might be hurt as well. <laughs> yeah, but every time I take Big Ben, he blows it. So yeah, uh, now I'll go. I'll go Steeler. I'll take points in this one just because all the injuries. 
All right, we'll go. Uh, we'll go Java first here on the next game. God, what a shitty game this is, guys. Uh, Eagles at Lions. Lions plus three and a half at home. Uh, Dan Campbell trying to get his first victory. Java, you go first. That is a terrible game. Look at Billy. He's so proud of himself. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, like the Lions have come so close. A few times. They've got to get one, don't they? I'm going to go Lions. I mean, I could. Uh, this could be a terrible week. Okay. Lions. Let's go to uh, Mojo. Mojo? I'm going to go Eagles just because Jabba took the Lions, and we got to disagree on this thing. So, somebody – so, there can be winners and losers. All right, Gronk? I'm, I'm going – I'll go Lions. I'll take points again here. That a boy. I like the Lions tip. Let's go. Uh, but again, six and twenty on the season. Let's go to the next <laughs> game. We'll start. With, we'll start with Chris here. Panthers at Falcons. Another shitty game. Uh, Falcons are minus three. Uh, we'll go Chris Gronkowski first. Man, so I think we've taken the Panthers the last three weeks and lost every time on them. <laughs> which yeah. again, they're due. <laughs> which makes me think they're due, right? <laughs> Or they suck. <laughs> or they suck. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I'm going to go points, man. Three three games in a row. I'm taking points. All right. Uh, Mojo, where Panthers. are you going here? You're going Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. They can't let us down again. Okay. Uh, All right, John. I got to go Falcons. I'll go Falcons. Yes. I'll go Falcons then. Yes, come on, baby. Chargers minus five. Uh, they're taking on the Patriots. Patriots are a five-point dog on the road in San Diego. Jabba, you in first. San Diego. Yes. Ooh, in San Diego. Oh, in LA. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm a huge Herbert fan, so. Me too. Golly. I got to go Chargers. Chargers? All right. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm surprised the spread's that big, man. I was expecting, like, a three-point spread, which makes me want to. Man. Do it. Tough one, man. Do it. A tough one. I'm, I'll take points again, man. I'm going points. I it's like just going that. points the whole way. I like it. I like his strategy. Uh, Mojo, go ahead. Charges, baby. That Chargers. makes me feel better about my pick now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. He was praying. I had my one good week, and then I've just blown it every week since. <laughs> All right. But, Mojo, every week seems like a good week for you. i got to be honest. With yeah, you. every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Mojo, you start us off here. Saints plus five and a half. They're taking on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, and maybe Gronk, Chris, feel free to tell us if he's playing or not. Uh, the Saints are plus five and a half at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going with Brady in number 609, baby. 60969 all the time, hopefully with a dime. Let's do it. I have a sense of who you're going with, Chris, but go ahead. Man, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I got to go with Bucks on this one. Okay, that's, that's I take bucks on this one. That's where I thought hey, you want to want to tell us if Rob's playing or not. It would help us all out. I mean, uh, man, I th- I think he is, but I I don't I don't think he should, but I think he's going to. Why don't you think he should? Because they got they got a bye week next week, so you know it's it's an injury where why rush it, right? Yeah, I'm a, I, take take one more week off, go into the bye week, and um, makes sense. Uh, let's be honest, hundred percent healthy. Let's be honest. I mean, Brady's got like a thousand weapons. Like he can survive yeah. one more week without him. Yeah. This is the same guy who had, you know, a completely broken rib and four fractured ones and came back into the game. So I, I don't expect him not to come back early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Java, finish us off, man. No, Brandon, you got to go with the Bucks. All right, you're going Bucks. The one uh, game we all agree on. All right, Mojo. 
You promote first. Jeweler. I think you're going jeweler this time. <laughs> promote whatever the hell it is you want to promote, Mojo. Go ahead. Perfect. My favorite part of the show. That's <laughs> Well, since Jabba talked about this baller-ass gold diamond mojo necklace, let's throw a shout-out to my guys at Super Jeweler. So I actually hit up the owner of it today, and I was like, yo, I'm going on the God Bless Football Podcast a million listeners. What do you want me to plug? What should I say about your company? And he said, this is what he said. I'm going to read it. It's a text. <laughs> oh, copy. my God. <laughs> copy. Listen, he writes, we, we're very nice. And number one jeweler in all of uh, Kazakhstan. Uh, big diamond, uh, shiny diamond, uh, cheap price. And I wrote, don't tell me that because I'll really read it on the show and make a Borat reference out of your, your <laughs> chance at a massive plug here. And he responded, it's a nice, a very nice. <laughs> I, I still don't know if that's what he wanted me to say or not. So your jeweler is Borat. It's not me, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, sir. All right, so uh, I don't know how you want to handle this, but I know the Gronks are doing a live show on their YouTube channel. Chris, do you want to promote it? Do you want to have Mojo <laughs> promote it? Do you want to have Jabba promote it? How do you want to do this? Yeah, we should we should have me go first again. We should have went back to the original rule where Mojo <laughs> promotes last. Every Thursday on the, the Gronks YouTube channel will be live. So okay. um, four brothers, and then you know Rob might join us for a couple as well. Mojo's going to come on. I mean, you guys all said you're going to join us as well, so... Uh, oh, Thursday, there you go, babe. Every Thursday, we, we got an eight eight weeks locked in with the sponsor, so we're going to be on there for at least eight weeks. If it goes well, we'll keep it going. But yeah, that's an invite. All right, uh, well, listen, count me in on a Thursday night, okay? Yeah. What, what time, Chris? Uh, so five p.m. Uh, 5 p.m. Central Eastern. Pacific Eastern Eastern time, five p.m. Eastern. God, you do you do suck at these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I write the no cards for Mojo. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Mojo doesn't need no cards unless they're from his jeweler. Um, <laughs> Mojo, Mojo, go ahead and promote the uh, the Gronk YouTube show. Go ahead. That was really funny. Hold on. Salmon, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Jolly, you're a savage. But you know what else is savage besides my Macho Man Savage shirt? The Gronk's YouTube channel every Thursday at 5 p.m., probably till about 6.09. You're getting the brothers together to talk about mayhem. Stu Gotts will be there. Mojo will probably be there if they invite me, and it's going to be nuts. So come here, five brothers, talk about nuts. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be outraged if BJ Upton shows up on that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, punch somebody. <laughs> Wait, Java, do you want to try to promote it? <laughs> or can we just leave it right there? Because I don't think anyone's a better promoter than, bro than Mojo, right? We'll leave it right there. With with him laughing, switching, putting the vipers down, it's 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 a no-brainer. I can't, I can't, I can't follow that up. Dude, you had the best line of the day, though. Oh, it was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all three, uh, we appreciate it. We will do this again next week, hopefully with BJ Upton. I'll do this as long as you three want to keep doing it. Let's Let's get to this week's edition of Stu You Got. Billy told me to be quick, so I'm going to try and be quick. Week nine, college football. Michigan State plus four against Michigan. Big game. 
National Championship implications, playoff implications. Michigan, do it in a big spot. And if you do it in this big spot, do it against Ohio State. Michigan won't get it done. Michigan State wins the game. They win it outright. Sparty party. They beat Michigan by three points. In a totally meaningless game. Maryland and Indiana, the M in Maryland stands for meaningless. Maryland wins by 10 points. They're favored by five. Florida, Georgia, big game for Georgia. Georgia is minus 14. They win the game. Florida covers. Georgia wins by 10. I am one of the few people left in America who still believe in Clemson. Clemson minus 9.5 against Florida State. I have Clemson winning by 17 points. Auburn taking on Lane Kiffin and them boys. At home, minus 3. I have Auburn and Bo Nix. I just named the only two people I know in the entire matchup. Auburn wins by seven points at home. I have said this before. I've said it often. You do not want to visit Provo, Utah on a Saturday night, especially late on a Saturday night. 10 o'clock. That's when this game kicks off. Virginia has to do that this weekend. BYU is minus three. Cavaliers, I am sorry. BYU wins by 14 points. Wake Forest, minus 16 over Duke. The Deeks win by four touchdowns. Four. Let's go to the NFL. 6-0 last week. You're welcome. Week 8 in the NFL. I have the Bengals by 14 over the Jets. They're minus 10 and a half. Titans plus three. They're at the Colts. Titans win the game outright. They're getting three points. Titans by a touchdown. Chargers minus four over the Patriots. I have the Chargers winning by 10 points. Broncos minus three and a half against the football team. Broncos win by a tutty. Bucks minus four and a half at the Saints. Bucks win by two touchdowns. Bills by 21 over the Dolphins. And the Chiefs by 14 points over the New York Giants. Going undefeated. Said that last week. You didn't believe me? What did I do? I went 6-0. Those are your picks for this week's edition of Still You Gots. Good luck, everyone. Chris, are you a big Halloween guy? You ready for this weekend? I mean, yeah, I got to work on Sunday, right? So, I mean, I'm mm. not going to be able to do anything that day. But um, we are we're going to a little party tomorrow night. Uh, I mean, like, it's kind of like kids. and It's like kind of family Halloween party. I'm not, like, right. dressed up as anything special. I think I'm just going to put a football jersey on and, like, call it a day. I'm going to ask because we all need to know, does Adam Silver give out full candy bars? Wow. Oh, excellent mm. question, Mike. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> so that's a that, that's a very good question. And so where I live here, like I told you guys, the houses are so spread apart, right? It's kind of like they call it backcountry. It's a lot of farmhouses or estates with uh, mine's an old farmhouse. A lot of these are just big Wall Street mansions with a lot of yard and property. So my kids don't even trick or treat here in our neighborhood because it's like they'd have to walk four miles to hit four houses. So they go to another part of town where the houses are a little close together. So I don't know. I can't give you that answer, Mike. Sorry, man. What was it like for Chris Sims as a kid during Halloween? Because dad was always playing, right? Big Phil was always playing a game. 
Dad was, but dad's like pretty big time with Halloween. He's the king of Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, as far as giving out candy. You know, we call him the king. That's one of his nicknames anyways, big king. That's what we call him. But he, he literally like, um, you know, Halloween wasn't always on Sundays. And because he was Phil Sims and he feel like, I guess he felt like he had to deliver. He really goes all out on Halloween. And I mean, it's king sized, everything. They started giving out goodie bags like 10, 15 years ago to kids that come up. And now it's gotten to the point where everybody knows and people from out of his town, oh my literally God. the driveway will have traffic going around it the, ah! whole, the whole night. Yes. The whole night. Yes. <laughs> so he goes big time, Big Phil. What happened there with one of the nicknames for, uh, for Big Well, who calls him Big F***er? <laughs> we all do. That's that's what he's known as. And, so if, he, if Stugatz, Stugatz, if he's ever on this show, you need to address him as Big F***er. Do I have permission when he comes on with us to call him Big F***er? Do I have your Oh, permission? of course. Of course. A hundred percent. Uh, Chris, I'm interested here, by the way, unbutton podcast, football night in America, PFT with Mike Florio, Chris Sims with us on God plus football. Uh, Billy and I tried to tell you something was off with Kansas city. And since you're the best in the business at this, do you have any sort of explanation as to what's going on with that offense and with Patrick Mahomes in particular? Definitely. And then listen, you know, again, I'm not here to like publicize my own podcast, but this is one week where if you want to know what happened with Mahomes. Go to my Wednesday, Chris Sims. It's, I, I call it the, the What the F*** Happened Wednesday podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> I explain exactly what the f*** happened. And I break down plays on the video screen and draw on it and everything there. So it, it, it will be, you know, you, you know, serviceable from that standpoint. But, hey, you guys know the defense stinks, right? We know that. All right. So there's issues. That's not going to really get fixed. I wish they would move Chris Jones back to defensive tackle. That's where he was greatest at. That would be the first thing I would say. I mean, Frank Clark is non-existent. They're paying him big money. He does nothing. Tyron Matthews, not the same player he once was. So they're not getting production out of those guys. Offensively, it's on them, like I've told you guys before, to carry the squad. That's where the team is built. They're built through the offense. They're the one that's supposed to apply the pressure to the other team and make the other team bend and have to play a game they don't want to play. You know, throughout the year, really, it, it, it's weird. You know, of course, guys have made mistakes. Mahomes has been impatient. You guys have seen enough of the highlights and games, the no-look pass when he's got a wide-open touchdown it becomes an interception, a few stupid interceptions where he's got people hanging on him and he's throwing hook passes. You know, you had Tyree Kill, of course, the drops and tipped up in the air interception, all of that, but – the bottom line is, and I listen, I don't love saying this, and you know this is my guy. This is I've yeah. started to become another level in the industry when I was going, Patrick Mahomes is the first pick of the draft. He's the best quarterback in the draft. He's not playing well for the most part of the year. I mean, it, it's been a little all over the place. And this last game was the worst game he's ever played in his career. There's no doubt about that. And you know, not looking down the field and going through reads. I do believe he's watching the rush a little bit. And the bottom line is, and if you go on my podcast and I'll show these plays, there's four or five plays where I want to go. If he just stands here in the pocket and the pocket is absolutely perfect and he has no reason to move or scramble, he's going to throw 20-yard gain, 40-yard post, 50-yard go route to Tyree Kill. But for whatever reason, he's a little anxious in the pocket this year. He's not staying true to the form as far as reads 
down the field and going through the progressions the right way. You know, he predetermined sometimes where like there's a play in the game against Tennessee where it's like Tyreek Hill's open, but I think he like before the staff was like, there's no way they'll just play him single and he'll be this open. So I'll look over there and go over here. And of course, then Travis Kelsey's double team. You never pass open an open receiver in the NFL. That'll come back to bite in the ass all the time. So really, you know, patience of the offensive mistakes and everything like that, what we talked about, but Mahomes, bottom line, has not played to the Mahomes level we're, we're accustomed to, period. And I'm not the guy that always goes quarterback, 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 quarterback. You know that. From what you know about him, because it's interesting, it's the first time in his career he's received any sort of criticism, uh, maybe even a little doubt in some places. He watches ESP head one day, and they're asking, is Patrick Mahomes part of the problem with the Chiefs? But from what you know about him, none of that stuff's going to get to him, is it? Like, he's a confident kid. Definitely. I, that, anything I've ever heard, you know, I've been around him once in my life and got to spend a little time with him. I mean, he exudes self-confidence. He yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I do think he's a worker. You know, he loves the sport. You know, he's into the little details of the sport. He's going through a funk. There's no doubt. And I'm still one to believe that the foot and the toe are not totally 100%. You know, I've said this many times on my podcast on PFT. I've had people kind of in the know, reach out to me to say, I'm in the right direction as far as that conversation. Yeah, Yeah, right, exactly. And it's not going the right way. But I I would think he can fix this. My big thing is, more than anything, I really think the end of last year caused bad habits. He was not protected really at all from about week 10 on. And he was forced to have to make magic to make the offense go. And I think he kind of started off this year thinking he was going to have to do the same thing, but they've adjusted the offensive line. It's much better. And uh, hopefully he can get it right because when he gets it right, I mean, he's in the, already in the conversation for one of the greatest I've ever seen. And I, I think that'll come here soon, hopefully. So this is super interesting. What you would suggest just on every, based on everything you know is, hey, just sit there for an extra second or two and trust the offensive line in front of you. No doubt. There's so many plays where – And I'm guilty of this, too. I'm watching on TV, and I'm going, oh, he got flushed out of the pocket. Oh, man. But then I turn on the film, and I go, well, wait. First off, he's 11 yards deep behind the the line of scrimmage. Just think about that. If you're 11 yards deep from where the ball was snapped, no defensive end ever has to turn the corner. They can just kind of go straight on an angle right there, right? So – from that standpoint, he's doing that a lot to his left tackle or right tackle. And there's many times where in this last game, especially if he just takes a little step up in the pocket, he's going to have – it's going to be like seven on seven. He's gonna, it's like no, nobody's there. He needs to be able to throw whoever he wants. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He needs to kind of just get back to basics. Be patient in the pocket. Go back to – School 101, like you were a rookie or a second-year guy again, and just play the offense true to form. Don't overthink it or think you know what the defense is going to do. Let it all play out in real time. And, uh, you know, I I do think he can fix these issues, no doubt. And, of course, he's got Andy Reid there to stay on him, too. Can we call it on Sam Darnold? Are we done? Can we call it? I I mean, I'm scared. I'm scared. This is another one I broke down on the Wednesday podcast. You know, First off, and I think I've said this to you guys, the first three games, he wasn't as good as everybody was trying to make it to be. He was good. You're going, okay, it's going in the right direction. But ever since that Dallas second half, it's gone the complete opposite way. And, you know, one, okay, 
Joe Brady, I do think the offensive coordinator, people have caught on to his offense to a degree. I point out some plays where I just go, look, the defense knows what's coming. They know what to expect. But, you know, there is a bunch of plays through the last few weeks where I just sit there and go, wait, I know this play. I was in the West Coast offense, very similar to what Joe Brady teaches. And I don't know what the hell he's looking at. I, I just don't know what he's looking at. Like, he's not supposed to be on this side of the field versus coverage, and he's over on this side of the field. And then it's the same play, and he gets a different coverage that should tell him to work the other side that he did and messed up the last time, and he goes to the other wrong side. So, yes, he is all over the place. He's not seeing the field the right way. He's not throwing the ball as well as he that I've seen him throw before. And, yeah, I'm a little scared for him, and that's why they want the Sean Watson, guys. They do. I mean, I know from enough people that the owner wants to make it happen. I just don't think Deshaun, you know, wants to go there unless he has to because I think he'd like to go to Miami and, and visit you guys. Joe Burrow. Holy yeah. shit, Sims. <laughs> That's all yeah. I have for you. Holy <laughs> shit, Sims. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you know. That, that should be our analysis right there. <laughs> holy shit. He just, he's the natural, man. He is the natural. I mean, he just, you know, first off, we know he was awesome last year before he got hurt. You know, this year he's even better. I think he's, his arm has gotten stronger. I know he made comments in the offseason about he wanted to get better at some power throws and be able to put a little more pace, pace on the ball because, you know, you can't always do it with touch and rhythm, not in the NFL, especially when you play the great defenses. There's going to be times you got to, you know, you got to put your ass into it and throw it 105 miles per hour. And – you know, between he's got the brains of like a, a a Brady or a Manning or a Montana, and he does have great touch and feel. And then, you know, like I said, the ability to step on the gas pedal a little bit more with his arm. And then, man, like I wish Mahomes should watch some film of Dan Marino or Joe Burrow or Brady and how they work the pot. Burrow is a master in the pocket. And I always call him, he is a slippery son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really is. The way he moves around and dips and dives and throws balls, he's fun. The Bengals are fun to watch, and they're getting better and better. O-line's getting better. You see the tight end, Uzoma's good. And Jamar Chase has got four rockets up his ass and in the conversation for <laughs> one of the best receivers in football. He's, uh, he's hit Tyreek Hill territory. He's one of the yep. best receivers in football already. Or Rocket guy. It's rare. The decision facing the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. I'm not certain Baker Mayfield can be like, he can win you a Super Bowl. He can be part of a team that wins a Super Bowl. I'm not certain that Baker Mayfield is elite. And therefore, I am not certain that's a guy you spend $40 million a year on. What do the Browns do here, Chris? Yeah, well, I think you said it right. I mean, that uh, your, your feel there is how I feel. You know, he's good. You can win a Super Bowl. There's no doubt. But, like, are you going to win a Super Bowl like the way Mahomes won it a few years ago where you come back from 24 and you come back from 10 and then you come back from 10 against the best defense we've seen in a decade and beat them in the Super Bowl? No, he's never going to be able to do that. that. That's special stuff right there. He's real good, but, you know, like we talked about with Tua, I do think he needs a little bit of a formula to help him out. And they're a team that is not quarterback 
you know, necessity. That's not the way they play. It is through the run game first. They want to dominate the line of scrimmage. They have the best offensive line in football. And he hasn't done anything, in my opinion, consistently good enough to where you just go, oh, I'm sold. He's the man. He's going to be a superstar. It goes up, and then it plateaus. And then it might go down for a week or two. And then it might go back up. It's just a little all over the place. And, you know, to your point, I definitely wouldn't pay him $40 million a year. You know, this is, to me, I think we've talked about this before. Like, at some point, these owners and GMs got to go, wait, not every new guy gets to be in the top five highest-paid quarterback. Like, you got to draw a line in the sand at some point and be like, Wait, you're good, but thirty million a year is all you're getting. We're not giving you forty or forty-two, and and that to me is you know what I would do if I was running the Cleveland Browns, or certainly try to go uh, you know somewhere along those lines. One of the big stories this week was the rumor that Mike Tomlin might go to USC or was in consideration for that job, and he did not like being asked that question. I'm wondering what you made of that because we were talking about it on the show, and we were saying like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like he had a very good point saying you probably wouldn't ask Andy Reid that question. You wouldn't ask Sean Payton. And he's been arguably more successful than them. No doubt. I mean, yes. I I don't know what I would. I know know Mike Tomlin pretty well. I was with him in Tampa for a number of years. And, you know, I've gone to Pittsburgh Steelers training camps. And, I mean, Mike's the man. I mean, to me, he's one of my favorite coaches in football. There's no BS he says it how it is. There's no excuses ever. You guys see his press conferences. I mean, he, he's one of those guys where if, if he talked to all four of us, we'd be like, all right, let's go run through the wall and kill somebody. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, he's amazing that way. But yes. I don't know if he was aware that Carson Palmer had brought up his name already. That's the one thing because, you know, I understand it's disrespectful. They're just bring it out of maybe the thin air and just go, yeah, Mike Tom with the USC. But Carson Palmer brought up the conversation, and I do think that was more out of respect for Mike Tomlin more than anything. But, like, Mike Tomlin ain't going to the college football. Like, when he says, I never want to say never, but never, like, there's no doubt. He doesn't want to go talk to parents and 17-year-olds and kiss their ass and tell them to go to school. Plus, like, I know he's got friends that were coaches in college and they hated it because of all the other bull crap you got to do. You know, they were always like, damn, you don't get to coach football. I'm always writing a letter to a recruiter, making sure some guy went to class late earlier today. And that's not Mike Tomlin. He wants to coach football, come up with schemes, motivate guys. He's not there to babysit. So I, I, I don't know why he got so angry. If he just thought it was out of thin air, I understand it. But I, I wonder if he knew that Carson Palmer had brought it up, and that's what kind of started the conversation. Last thing, because we had the guy, the fan, who Mike Evans handed the Brady ball to. Um, he's never going to admit it, but he seemed very, very upset that he left a half million dollars on the table. What does Chris Sims do if Mike Evans hands him that ball? Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel for the guy. I do. That's tough. He said no twice, right? He said yes. no twice. Yes. You know, the, the Bucks. they got a lot of good people that run that organization. I know they've tried to do their best to help them out. But, like, yeah, no quarterback in history has thrown 600 touchdown passes. That's, like, forget special artifact, artifact for just a quarterback. That's, like, NFL, let's put it in the Hall of Fame front hallway 
and like put it there forever so everybody can see it for the rest of time type of thing. I, I wish like Brady or the Bucks would write him a check. I, that's what I would do. If I had Brady's money or something of that nature, you know, I'm not saying I'd give him a half a million dollars, but I might give him a check for a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand and be like, dude, thanks a lot. I appreciate you giving it back. Here you go. Peace out. I got another hundred million dollars in the bank. I'll be okay without the two hundred thousand. <laughs> Has Tom Brady ever played better? I mean, no, not really. I mean, it, it, it's up there with all his best moments, definitely. You know, again, I mean, hey, listen, he's playing on an awesome team. We know that. And they can protect him. So the stars have aligned for him to really just be him. And he doesn't have to worry about moving out of the pocket or doing anything like that where, you know, he might have to take big hits or wait, you know, nobody's open. I got to create a play and do that. So he does have that luxury that I try to tell people all the time that a lot of the other top quarterbacks do not have. You know, if you threw him, you know, in Kansas City at the end of last year, right, when they couldn't protect, they would have lost every freaking game. Like, I'm just sorry. That's, that's where people don't realize. But for, for where the position he is right now, he can get the most out of a place that can kind of deliver the most. That's where I give him a lot of credit. And his throwing ability is just – it's off the charts good. I mean, you guys see it. I mean, yeah, it's perfect spiral. Okay, the touch, all that's good. But he can still throw the fastball about as good as anybody in the game other than maybe like two or three guys. And that's where they're amazing. He's amazing. And they're a lot of fun to watch right now because there are a lot of big plays. And it's just like, wait, when are they going to score? It's going to be three plays or it's going to be five plays. They're going to score here soon. And that's pretty cool to watch him do that right now. Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America, PFT with Mike Florio, uh, every week right here on God Bless Football. Give Big a hug for me, okay? I will. I definitely will. Thanks, guys. (laughs) God bless Halloween. Oh, I love Halloween. I love I, Halloween. We, we know you do. And I'm, I'm, what, what I want to ask Billy here is what do you imagine a goalie Halloween looks like? What did it look like back when he had all the kids in the house? And what do you imagine it looks like now that he's an empty nester? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it sounds like he's not an empty nester yet. That the empty nest is coming soon because he's still on errands buying swords and planning a wedding. So we're not right. there yet. I imagine that if I lived on the block, I would want to go to the Golic house first on the block to make sure to get the good candy. Because I feel like you guys have good candy, but also everyone else on the block knows that's the house that we need to get to. So you need to get there early. We have a good reputation. Uh, we do. Yeah, as, of course as you as do. The, You're the Golics. As the <laughs> full-size candy bar, but also... Oh, oh wow. Yeah. We're, we're full-size. Wow. We're so full-size that uh, years ago, and so we've, we've mixed it up, we were asked by a mother of a very young, young child, like, you know, we're talking two, three years old, that said, do you think you, you, you could get some little candy as well because they don't want their two- and three-year-old pile-driving full-size candy bars? Which I understood. So we now have two. We have all the the big, large size, and we have the small size candy for little kids. Little kids get to take as big a handful as they want. And they can have a stand-in, take the handful if they'd like. A bigger kid, take a handful to get more candy. We don't care. Uh, We we serve large candy, and we don't run out. So we Do you dress the house up? Like, really? Yes. Like, 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 like
No, 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 no. Legler does that. Jason Fitz does that. Yes, he We're does. Crazy. No, no, no. Do not do that. We'll just put the stuff out front, and then we just kind. Of, now I haven't been home the last few times. It's Chris giving out the candy because I've been doing a game. Like I'm, I'm doing two games this weekend. I'll be in uh, North Carolina State for them in Louisville, and then I have a Sunday night game, Dallas in Minnesota. Nice. So I will be wearing Saturday night because we have a. Um, a booth cam. I'll be wearing. Mm. I'll be wearing a costume. Um, Sunday night radio. You'll be wearing one for fun. Uh, but but there's a booth cam, so you if you go on like Facebook or YouTube, you can see it. You can see our college broadcast booth. A lot of people do that, so I will be Moses. I'm sorry, oh, you're you're Moses. Moses. Who decided that? I mean, who decided on Moses? Well, I had it. You know, it's got to be something that doesn't really cover your face because you got to put headphones on and you don't want it to be too, you know, hot or anything like that. Right. So I was actually Moses some years ago, and I still have the outfit. And it's very easy, very easy to travel. You know, to put in the suitcase. It's all very, very easy. Though, getting a walking stick into the stadium. Yeah, the staff. Yeah, that's going to be the toughest part. When I go to, like, you have to get your bag checked and everything for media. When mm. you go in, I'm going to have a big walking stick. So I don't know how that'll go. Are you going to have some, like, Ten Commandments of football thing that you're going to have to mm. that you're gonna have to give out during the broadcast? I, it's it's a great idea. And if he's not doing it on the broadcast, I feel like you should do it right here, Moses. Okay? 100%. You don't have to do it now. You can take your time, get a list together. Yeah, wait. But, yeah, I would have to get ten. That's ten. That's a lot. I would have All to right. kind of well, think about 10. You don't have to think. They'll come down from the heavens. Just wait and see, and you'll get a them. A fireball yes. will, will, will... Thou shalt not run it from shotgun yeah. on third and short. <laughs> Thou shalt change college overtime rules because they blow. Oh, wow. Thou shalt get rid of the taunting rule. Yeah, boy, that's true. I could mix college and pro. So... Your house was one of those houses that was earmarked oh, yeah. by the rest of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My house was that, and then our kids, we had a great neighborhood growing up in Connecticut with the kids. When we got here, they were 10, 9, and 6, so that's a great age. Right. Uh, Sydney used to have to have swim practice, um, on even on, things, even on um, Halloween. She would have to go to swim practice. So then she would come home, and she would dress up and go out with her friends, but by three or four houses in, she would lay at the top of the driveway and have her friends get candy for her because she was too tired. Right. And then certainly when we took our kids out, when we came home, we took our 10% VIG, you know, off the of course. Out of their bag. What's the first favorite candy? What's the first thing Mike Golick picks out of his kid's bag? Oh, I, I'm Hershey bar. I, I'm big Hershey bar. I'm Hershey really? bar or any kind of chocolate. I'll leave, you know, the sweet tarts and the candy corn. I'll leave that all in there for them. All that. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out chocolate. All right, well, we might as well talk some football here for a second. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, – okay. Like, what is the uh, – what was the big surprise for you from the college football weekend? Because for me, it wasn't that Alabama won. It was that Oklahoma also won. Not impressive. Trail had nothing to Kansas at halftime. Pulled right. it together in the second half. But they won, Mike. Uh, and I was surprised to see that Alabama jumped them in the rankings. Were you? Uh, not really, because, you know, the one thing that, that that's where, again, well, this was the rankings. We haven't had the, uh, obviously, the um, the first uh, 13, you know, the vote for, for those rankings. That comes out, I think, November 2nd. And the one thing that you that, that is going to count, and they say it doesn't count anymore, is style points. And that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of bullshit. There are 13, 13 human beings, right? 
So they're going to look at it. Like Cincinnati. Cincinnati was losing to Navy, and, and Oklahoma was losing to Kansas. Now, you figured they were going to come back and both beat them. You know, but Cincinnati wins by just seven. They know they have to splatter everybody. They have to. Or eventually that's going to cost them. Now, Notre Dame continuing to win is helping Cincinnati. But yeah, Oklahoma, now they have the different quarterback in, in you know, Caleb Williams playing and not Spencer Rattler anymore. But Cincy, you know, again, kind of a hard fought win coming from behind. I think one of the most surprising visuals I saw was when they put up games that are being played and it was Pittsburgh and Clemson. And there was a number next to Pittsburgh. They were ranked like 23rd and no number next to Clemson. And oh, by the way, Pitt beat Clemson. So, I mean, that was like, wait a minute. That doesn't, that didn't seem real at all that Clemson was uh, playing uh, a ranked team and they weren't ranked at all. By the way, with Cincinnati, I think Billy would agree with me. You go for style points against yes. anyone who is not defending our country. And I actually boost Cincinnati in my rankings because they didn't lay one on the Naval Academy. Ah. That is a good, that's a good job out of Cincinnati, right? Ah, I you see like where that. you're going there. And listen, that would be the if I'm listen, if I'm Coach Fickle, that would be the excuse I would use. Hey, listen, we didn't want to blow out Navy. We have too much respect for them, you know? That's very, very interesting. I don't, I don't know if the what the committee would think of that, but that's very interesting. Who would rail wow. against not blowing out our military? I mean, not even the committee, right, Bill? I mean, am I on the right path exactly. here? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I it, honestly, if they if they blew out a branch of the military, I would have them lower on the list. Wow, exactly. that's it. Well, yes, I, I yes. can see where your guys' rankings are going. And I can't wait to do that again. Uh, NFL. It's been uh, it's been interesting. <laughs> How about your Jets? I mean, what is Zach? And now got to admit, I mean, but you know that's a shame because you know you see it with a Jacksonville, a Cincinnati, a Jets is you're going to put a guy out there, you know you're not going to the playoffs or anything, and you have to build around him, but you want him to get the reps to keep right. getting the reps. We saw Burrow, you know, get his knee blown out last year, but he was certainly further along than Zach Wilson was, no doubt about it. And Burrow's really played well this year, but that's the shame for for Zach is losing out on a lot of quality reps right now. And then you got to, and I want him to come back and play. I mean, it isn't one of those, I don't want to say, oh, we need to protect him because we're not very good and he's getting hit. Go out there. This, this is the time to yeah. get your reps because what happens, Stu, is the more you're playing out there, the, the, the slower the game can get for you. The quicker you can pick it up, the slower the game can, can move around, the more you see so that next year you can now look at film and say, okay, I've seen this. Well, I know this. I've seen this out of this team. You can really start to put it in your memory banks a little bit, you know, all the different things you're going to see. So, you know, he, he's had an up and down like most rookies have. Listen, that's what rookies do. That, that's, that's why they're rookies. That's why a rookie on a good team starting the season, like we talked about Garoppolo and Trey Lance, I wanted Garoppolo because this was a team that could win. You know, now Garoppolo gets hurt, then Trey Lance gets hurt. Garoppolo throwing interceptions again. I have a feeling if Trey Lance gets back in there, he may not give up that spot because this is a team like Seattle now without Russell Wilson that's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. Here's the interesting problem that the NFL and some of these rookie quarterbacks face, Mike. When you and I were growing up, Peyton Manning, go look it up. He had a te- he th- I think he threw 30 interceptions his he rookie threw, year. He threw 28, 28 interceptions his rookie year. And so I think if 
if my memory serves me correct, I think this all started with Russell Wilson being good just right out of the chute. And then it was Patrick Mahomes, and now it's Justin Herbert. And every team is fishing for that quarterback that could be great first five years, and they get him on a rookie contract. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not the way it worked in the NFL. You and I grew up, guys would have to wait. Aaron Rodgers waited a year behind Brett Favre before he got some playing time. And for... For us growing up, we would watch guys sit behind the starting quarterback for one, two, three seasons, and coaches and and fans were were way more patient with the development of said quarterback, Mike. Not anymore, because they've seen Mahomes and they've seen Herbert, and every team wants that. All you do have to do is see one or two quarterbacks have some success as a rookie, and you say, okay, my guy needs to have that too. We got to have that instant success, which for the most part, we already know first round quarterbacks are, are 50 50 hit or miss, let alone having great success their first year. It just, it rarely happens. So when it rarely happens, but then everybody thinks they can get that, you know, and, and they don't get it. So I'm amazed sometimes at the expectation. Oh, you got to, how many people were yelling, you got to play Justin Fields? He's going to, you know, well, the way he can move and throw. Boy, look, I mean, seriously? <laughs> I mean, come on. And this is not against Justin Justin Fields. He's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. He may be really good, but the, oh, my God, put him in now. That's going to save Nagy's job because they're going to win. Give me a break. Yes. I mean, I, I, it's, it, it makes no sense whatsoever, yet even the analysts out there just continue to do it over and over and over and over again. Uh, Mike, if uh, if Notre Dame has one loss and Cincinnati has uh, has, has no losses, okay? Because you keep telling us how badly you want to see Cincinnati in the playoff. Um, how hard, right? And only one of them's getting in, Mike. <laughs> uh, how hard are you lobbying for Notre Dame? Uh, you don't want. Well, to see I mean, I, I'm I'm one of those on the field guys. Cincinnati beat them. You know, and I know Notre Dame's schedule will have been harder. Oh, if you were on the committee, you would put Cincinnati into the playoff based well, on that. No, no, no. Here's the thing. If I was on the committee, I would have to get out when they talk about Notre Dame because oh, I went okay. to Notre Dame. <laughs> right. I, I, I think. I, I'm not sure if that's the way. If Because I know there's ADs in there, and they have to leave if there's teams involved. If I went there, I wonder if I would have to leave. I don't know. Yeah, if I was in that committee, I had to be Notre Dame in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, why I may, that's why I may never be on the committee. If you, you need to just publicly make it like a scene, like, oh, I'm on the outs with Notre Dame right now, just to secretly kind of keep moving them up in the rankings. I, I would I would actually do it fairly. I, I, would, I really would like to be on, on the committee. I think I could do a good job. I love watching all that, uh, the film of everybody, and I would enjoy it. It will start to get interesting. I mean, you know, Notre Dame is sitting there. They're still outside the top ten. You know, but but they just kind of kind of keep winning. Unfortunately for them, nobody left on their schedule as having a great year. It's just one of those years. I, I was always curious about this because this seems to be always what people argue about at the end of the year. What would be more important to Mike Golick, a better win or a worse loss? Wow. To me, if the better win is on the road, like Oregon did at Ohio State, if all, especially if Ohio State goes through now, doesn't lose another game and wins a Big Ten championship. I would look at them and I would say their win to Ohio State was a better win than their loss to Stanford, which was a bad loss. I would say it was a better win than a bad loss for a team like Oregon in that situation, especially because it was on the road. Right. Uh, Mike, if you're late, this is interesting. If you're Lane Kiffin, right? Now, I'm not certain if Lane Kiffin can get the USC job. I'm not certain that Lane Kiffin can get the LSU job. I'd like to think that Lane Kiffin would be – a good candidate at either place, but he's at Mississippi. 
and they retired Eli Manning's jersey over the weekend. And Cooper Manning uh, had his uh, official visit. That's <laughs> funny. You mean uh, you mean Arch? Yeah, Cooper's Arch, kid. Arch Cooper's sorry, kid. Yeah, Arch. So knowing that that LSU is the better job, knowing that USC is the better job than Old Miss. Okay, if you're Lane Kiffin, do you take that job, either of those jobs, if you know Arch Manning is coming to your university? Wow, that that's a tough a one, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, again, you, you know, and you never know how anybody's going to turn out, but he certainly. He certainly looks the part. There's no doubt about that. Though they just got beat on ESPN two the other night. I think. Yes. Uh, they were on, and they, I think that got they got beat. And it might have been pretty good. They got beat. I, I don't remember the final score. Uh, I don't know if that's the reason you do it. Quite honestly, but either one of those schools, you're going to get good recruits. LSU, you're going to get good recruits. You may want to go to the Pac-12. It might be easier to to win. Um, than going to a, a, a team, you know, another SEC team, even though LSU won the title just a couple of years ago. But see, that's all going to change anyway once you get to the 12-team playoff, which eventually will happen, is you're, you'll get obviously multiples in. You'll get group of fives in, but you can get multiples in from the power fives as well. I would say if Arch turns out to be what everyone's telling us Arch is going to be, you turn into LSU if you stay at Mississippi. You know how about it? How about how cool was it? You saw Manning in both the end zones. They painted his the so name cool. in both the yeah. end zones. So yeah, cool. that, that that was pretty cool. That was, that was for cool Arch, thing. by the way, not for Eli. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, it's exactly right. There was a little uh, right above the M in Manning. There was a little they wrote out Arch. Arch, yeah. look what ah. we did for you. <laughs> oh, without question. And it would be cool because it would actually be his grandfather's school. You know, obviously, I think that would be kind of neat because uh, he looks like he's a hell of a kid. So we'll see. Let's get out of here on this note. Mikey A., what, were, what did you just type in <laughs> I, the chat? I always love this I stuff. I have to say. So <laughs> Go ahead, Carson Palmer said candidates for the USC job include Mike Tomlin, the yes. head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your thoughts? In a line I used to use all the time during all my time on radio and TV at ESPN, there is no way on God's green earth – Mike Tomlin leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers and goes to coach at USC. But Mike, he'd be great. I, I will tell you, okay, like I would be totally comfortable sending my child and having Mike Tomlin look after them for four years. I, I would yeah. as well, but I don't know if Mike Tomlin, after all the years in the NFL, all of a sudden wants to go in the living room of 18-year-olds and deal with that shit. You know, hey, coach, how much you think I'll get in NIL? You know, I mean, you think he wants to deal with that? Oh, my God, no. Oh, that sounds his, awful. His quarterback's aging and fat, though. Maybe he does. No. <laughs> He'll get another one. Right, and I think you're right. After dealing with Antonio Brown, he doesn't want to deal with that. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was great. Thank you, Mike. God bless football. Hey, no problem. God bless football, guys. All right, Billy. Fun episode of God bless football. What do you make now of Aaron after these victories? He seems like the happiest man on the planet, Bill. Mm -hmm. I drive to work every day with my best friend, Bakhtiari, whatever his name. I got another one of my best friends, Randall Cobb, over here. I'm having the time of my life. I love this team. This team could win a Super Bowl. Green Bay is the greatest place on earth. What do you make all this with Aaron Rodgers? Seems like he's very happy now. It seems like this is like the last week of like high school or something where it's all coming to an end. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. No, like I'm not... I'm not ready. I think he stays. What do you think? I think he stays. Uh, we have him stagged, so the tank's over. Well, he's no longer tanking. Uh, that's a week. To, that's a week to week thing. We'll figure that out next week. What's going on? We know this week. Well, this week you think that he was trying to tank and it didn't work out. 
Yeah, I want to explain that, Billy, okay? Because what I am telling you is when Aaron Rodgers has a chance to finish the game, he had a chance to put the game out of reach. He was on the one-yard line. And if he's not tanking 100 out of 100 times, that's a touchdown. The Packers go up by 10, and the game's over. And so that Kyler Murray, A.J. Green play doesn't even have a chance of happening. But it's, but not, it's not 100 out of 100 times that he gets in. <laughs> Like, I like, three, like three times in the game, they couldn't get into the end zone when they were like right there. And last season, last season ended for him because he couldn't get into the end zone, like within the 10. That's because he was tanking, Billy. Oh, I mean, God, listen, yeah. it's hard to leave a place if you win a Super Bowl. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? It's hard. Like LeBron in that fourth season with the, with the Heat, Billy. Mm-hmm. Had LeBron won a title, which would have made it three straight. You think he can leave and go back to Cleveland? No, he has to stay. That's right. Aaron can't go out on top. He has to go out without winning a Super Bowl. You can't leave after you win one. You can't do it, Bill. So just to catch up, is he trying to... I just want to make sure we're on the same page because I know people are going to try to tear us apart and I don't I'm want that to I'm out in all directions. I lost to the grid of death, man. Well, no, no, no. Let's, let's get on the same page here. Okay. So is right. he trying to get as close as possible and lose or is he trying to completely lose? Well, last year he got almost as close as possible and lost. He needs to have regression, right? He needs to have... hmm. Yeah, he needs to have regression. So last year he lost the NFC Championship game. That would mean this year he has to lose, at least in the divisional round of the playoffs. He He needs to have some sort of spectacular playoff loss that he can point the finger and say, that's why I need to get out of here. I don't have enough. Right. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Right. I don't have enough. It has to be someone else's fault. It has to be one of those games where he is out there literally by himself. Like last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> He's out there by himself and he loses, you know, like a 35-34 game because he just doesn't have enough. Yeah. He plays great, but the rest of the team fails him, you know? All right, That's we're back. We we're back on the same page. <laughs> I don't feel like we are. <laughs> no, because last night we had conflicting interests. Because that's what the bucket of death does. It separates us. You had Green Bay. I had Arizona. I am heartbroken. You are sailing into the weekend. God bless you, Billy. And go f*** yourself. Oh, jeez. God bless football. That was a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take it back. God bless football, Billy. I love you. I'm sorry for saying that. Please forgive me. <laughs> okay. But go f*** yourself. <laughs>